0: The House and Senate are both in recess for the Thanksgiving holiday. The Senate will return on Monday, November 28th, while the House will return on Tuesday, November 29th. Last week in the House, they came into session on Monday. They passed a bill under suspension of the rules. On Tuesday, they took up the rule governing floor consideration of S4524, the Speak Out Act. On Wednesday, the House took up and passed S4524, the Speak Out Act. On Thursday, the House took up the suspension bills. First, they took up and passed a bill a resolution that combined 11 bills that had previously been offered under suspension but had been postponed. That resolution passed. Then the House took up and passed four more bills under suspension of the rules, and then they were done. Last week in the Senate, they came back to work on Monday. They voted to invoke cloture on the nomination of Maria del R. Anton Giorgi Jordan. To be U.S. District Judge for the District of Puerto Rico. On Tuesday, the Senate voted to confirm her to that position. Then the Senate voted to pass SJ Res 63, a joint resolution that terminates the national emergency concerning COVID 19 declared by President Trump on March 13, 2020. The resolution passed by a vote of 61 to 37, with all the Republicans who voted voting in favor and 12 Democrats crossing party lines to join them. On Wednesday, the Senate voted 62 to 37 to invoke cloture on the motion to proceed to H.R. 8404, a bill to repeal the Defense of Marriage Act. Twelve Republicans voted with all 50 Democrats to advance the legislation. On Thursday, the Senate took up and passed the motion to proceed to H.R. 8404. That motion went through by a vote of 53 to 23, with 21 Republicans and three Democrats skipping the vote to go home early for Thanksgiving. This vote sets up a final vote on the legislation after the Thanksgiving break. And then they were done. Now to discussion of the debt ceiling increase. It looks increasingly as if the Democrats will get no Republican approval to move an increase in the debt limit while Democrats still control both chambers during the lame duck session. And that's good because Senate Republican leader Mitch McConnell is making noises like he wants to use the leverage that the debt ceiling vote will give him to extract concessions from the Democrats next year when Republicans will have more influence because of their increased numbers in the Congress. Now to Biden's student loan debt payoff scam, latest edition. Last Monday, one week ago, the Eighth Circuit Court of Appeals issued a nationwide injunction ordering a halt to President Biden's student loan debt payoff scam. The injunction would remain in place, the order said, until either the Eighth Circuit Court of Appeals or the Supreme Court of the United States orders otherwise. The ruling reversed a ruling in a lower court, dismissing the lawsuit from six states on the grounds that the plaintiffs did not have standing to sue. The three-judge panel of the Eighth Circuit Court of Appeals overruled that, declaring that because the Missouri Higher Education Loan Authority makes money off servicing student loans, and would lose revenue under the Biden plan, and because the Missouri Higher Education Loan Authority sends money to the Missouri State Treasury, one of the plaintiffs did meet the test for standing. Further wrote the three-judge panel, quote, and since at least one party likely has standing, we need not address the standing of the other states, end quote. Same-sex marriage codified. On Wednesday and Thursday of last week, the Senate voted to advance a bill to codify same-sex marriage. This legislation is bad on two fronts. First, it is unnecessary. In the 2015 Obergefell decision, the Supreme Court majority established a constitutional right to same-sex marriage. In the seven years it has been in effect, there has been no danger it would be overturned. Second, the way it is written, according to Senator Ted Cruz, the IRS will now be able to go after churches and other institutions that believe that marriage is the union of one man and one woman. The Senate will consider this legislation after returning from Thanksgiving. If this bill passes the Senate, it will have to go back to the House to be voted on because it is not the same bill that passed the House earlier last summer. Now to election results, the latest. There are still several House races left to be called, but enough have been called in the right places to let us all know that Republicans have recaptured the House of Representatives and will hold the gavels in the 118th Congress. It appears the Republican majority in the 118th Congress could be a mirror image of the Democrat majority in the 117th Congress, with Republicans holding 221 or maybe 222 seats. As it stands right now, Republicans have won 218 seats and Democrats have won 212, with five races left to be decided. That represents a net loss of nine seats for the Democrats and a net gain of eight seats for the Republicans. In Arizona's contests, Arizona Attorney General Mark Burnovich has sent a letter to Maricopa County officials demanding answers. questions regarding the county's difficulties on election day when about a third of the county's 223 polling places encountered difficulties with vote tabulating machines. The county has not yet certified its election results and Brnovich wants answers to his questions before they do so later this month. The margin in the governor's race is about 17,000 votes as of Sunday afternoon, but the margin in the attorney general's race is only about 850 votes. Now to leadership races. On Tuesday of last week, House Republicans met for their internal leadership elections. In the contest to be the House Republicans nominee for speaker of the 118th Congress, Kevin McCarthy defeated Andy Biggs by a vote of 188 to 31, with five members casting votes for other people and one member casting a vote for no one. McCarthy is 30 votes short of the 218 votes that will be necessary for him to ascend to the Speakership on January 3rd. Steve Scalise was elected by acclamation to the post of Majority Leader. Tom Emmer won a three-way race to be Majority Whip. He defeated Jim Banks and Drew Ferguson. Elise Stefanik won the contest for House Republican Conference Chair over Byron Donalds. On Wednesday, Senate Republicans met for their leadership elections. In the contest to be leader of the Senate Republicans, Mitch McConnell faced a challenge for the first time since he assumed that leadership post following the 2006 elections. His challenger was Florida Republican Rick Scott. Before they voted on their next leader, Senate Republicans had to vote on a resolution offered by Senator Ted Cruz of Texas. He wanted to delay the election until after the December 6th runoff in Georgia in the hopes that a new senator-elect, Herschel Walker, might vote for new leadership. That resolution was defeated by a vote of 32 to 16. Once they decided they were going to decide that day, they decided in favor of McConnell by a vote of 37 to 10. On Thursday, Speaker Nancy Pelosi announced she would not be a candidate for Democratic leadership position in the 118th Congress. Shortly thereafter, her colleagues at the top of the House Democrat leadership, Steny Hoyer of Maryland and Jim Clyburn of South Carolina, announced they would not try to hold on to their positions either. Democrats quickly coalesced behind Brooklyn Democrat Hakeem Jeffries as their next leader, with Catherine Clark as the minority whip and Pete Aguilar as the caucus chairman. Now to Trump news. On Tuesday evening, President Trump announced that he would be a candidate for the 2024 Republican presidential nomination. On Friday, Attorney General Merrick Garland announced his decision to appoint a special counsel to oversee the investigation into President President Trump's role in the Mar-a-Lago documents case and his role in the events surrounding January 6th. That special counsel, Jack Smith, Previously served at the Department of Justice as head of the Public Integrity Unit. In two thousand and fourteen, the House Oversight Committee found during its investigation of the IRS targeting of Tea Party groups that Smith had arranged a meeting between DOJ officials under his direction and IRS official Lois Lerner that set in motion the IRS targeting of conservative nonprofit groups. On Saturday, Twitter chief chief twit. Elon Musk announced that President Trump was welcome to come back to the platform. That's our Washington report for this week.